Blog Talk Radio. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Welcome. This is Hemp Aware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp. You just heard Ziggy Marley with special guest Woody Harrelson on the popular song Wild and Free. We're broadcasting here from Southern California, a perfect place to plant seeds. And uh, we're planting seeds in your mind, of all places, no matter where you might be in the world. We're planting seeds of consciousness about the vital benefits and value that cannabis hemp brings to our families, to our professions, to our workplace, to our homes, and to ultimately our our earth here, and uh, maybe even beyond that, but that's a subject for another day. So what's the story about cannabis hemp? When did humanity start growing this plant? How has humanity used it throughout our life? Story, And uh, this episode will reveal these questions or the answers to these questions. And one thing I'd like to make clear is that our intention here at Hemp Aware Radio is to raise awareness about the amazing benefits of industrial hemp for food, fuel, shelter, clothing, art, design, and everything else it can do. I want to tell you... Um, a version of the story about how the word marijuana was coined. And it's um, it's one story. There might be another story, and if you have uh, better uh, history or if you know a different story, I'm always learning, to, uh, always, learning always open to learning new perspectives and, and hear the truth. We're not here to spread anything other than the truth. So, uh, marijuana, what is that word? Where did it come from? How is it associated with hemp? Well, in the 1930s, William Randolph Hearst was an owner of several of the largest printing presses in the United States. Uh, he's also a gentleman that owned a good deal of timber acreage in the United States. And um, one might say that he had a monopoly on this market. Uh, he joined up with DuPont and bankster Andrew Mellon, who was the Secretary of Treasury at the time in the 30s, and when they discovered how powerful hemp was, uh, because they you know, saw the, the processing the hemp was going through, it was starting to become uh, more popular, easier to process, 
paper could be made with it, clothing, plastics, and uh, it just became competition for DuPont and for the lumber industry. So uh, Harry Anslinger, uh, Andrew Mellon, William Randolph Hearst, they all kind of got together and um, they created the Federal Bureau of Narcotics in order to successfully stamp out the threat of hemp production. So the story goes that William Randolph Hearst saw Pancho Villa and his cronies, and Pancho Villa was a uh, a Mexi- Mexican army guy. Uh, I don't know his official term, uh, but you might have heard the song La Cucaracha. Well, in that song, if you look up the lyrics, they actually start singing about marijuana. Well, that word marijuana, one of my dear friends, Michael M. at DigitalHemp.com, told me that and I don't know the source of this, so um, you can quote me on it, but let's uh, let's try to find the validation to back this up, that the word marijuana is descriptive of the cannabis sativa hemp plant, meaning that it has both the male and female qualities. When grown for the feminine qualities, you get the flowers, you get the high THC plant. When you're growing industrial hemp, you're uh, you're you're basically growing all of the males and females together, and it turns into a cannabis plant with very 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 low THC content, which will not get you high. You'll have to smoke up to 25,000 pounds of of hemp just to get a headache. So it's really not worth it, and it's uh. So basically, this is an amazing, amazing plant. And uh, so Mary and Juan are like the male and female aspects of the plant, Mary being the feminine and Juan being the masculine. So marijuana is like the um, feminine word. But the reason why I don't like to use this word is because it was so demonized in the 1930s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, and um, we'll get more into the history here in just a moment. But ultimately, that's that's where the word comes from. William Randolph Hearst took it from Pancho Villa. He promulgated it through his media channels and spread propaganda all through the United States about this demon weed, this killer weed, this devil's weed, and uh, he basically demonized it and made preposterous claims about some some really crazy things. We are going to get into the history of hemp more deeply today. I have a good friend of mine on the line who I want to introduce to you, who's, if anybody's more enthusiastic about hemp, it's uh, my good friend Eric Loitz, and I'll be introducing him here in just a moment. We'll be right back here on Hemp Aware Radio. This is your host, Tyler Hemp. Have you visited BulkHempWarehouse.com today? Discover dozens of Bulk Hemp products for great prices. Hemp seeds for your salads and smoothies, custom-tailored hemp clothing for your profession, hemp fabrics, hemp foods, along with hemp body care goods, and tons of other great items. Visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today to get the best prices and a huge variety of healthy hemp goods for you and your family. Hemp protein, hemp oils, hemp yarn, hemp books, and raw hemp fibers. Connect with us today and tell us what your project is and how we can help integrate hemp seamlessly. 
Just visit FullCampWarehouse.com today. Welcome back. This is Hemp Aware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp. Our topic for today is, what is the history of hemp, otherwise known as hempstery? You um, might have heard of the latest documentary, Bringing It Home. This is an incredible documentary. We just got to see the premiere up in Hollywood, and there's some really, really great people putting this together. Linda Booker and Blair Johnson with Green Hope Productions and Brook Productions. It's just an amazing documentary about industrial hemp and basically bringing it home tells the story of hemp, the past, the present, and the future, and a a, a global industry that includes textiles, building materials, food and body care products, auto parts, bioplastics, and so much more. Uh, The documentary was inspired by a father's search to find the healthiest building materials that led to the completion of the nation's first hempcrete-built home. Hempcrete is basically concrete made out of hemp and lime and water. And hemp with lime is a carbon-neutral, non-toxic, energy-efficient, mildew, fire, and pest-resistant building material. The drawback Hemp is currently illegal to grow in the U.S., so the plant's fiber, seeds, and oil must be imported. Uh, It was filmed in the U.K., Spain, and the United States, and Bringing It Home features interviews with international and American hemp industry leaders, hemp advocates, and and the opposition remark on current legislation and the efforts to change policy at the state and federal levels. Bring It Home educates audiences in an entertaining way about how hemp played an important role in America's past and how it can be a part of a sustainable solution to environmental, economic, and health issues now and in the future. Check it out, bringingithomemovie.com. Check them out on Facebook. Also check out hemphistoryloop.com. And take action today. Go to votehemp.com. Learn about how you can get involved with legislation, getting signatures if you need to, donate to Vote Hemp or Hemp History Week. It's all making a difference. So thank you so much. We really appreciate our listeners. Our topic for today is the history of hemp, otherwise known, as I said, hempstery. You may have noticed that I've been uh, working on my hempsicon. And if you're not familiar with what a lexicon is, it's essentially a catalog of given words in a language. Uh, so like English, all of the words in the English language are its lexicon. So it's all the words that make up a language. And so we're creating a hempsicon and, uh, to empower and hempducate your hemisphere because it's important. Check out hempaware.com to read all the different hemp words. And uh, let's get back on the topic of hemp history. Uh, I don't want to say that, uh, you know, hemp is the number one thing in the world that's going to create world peace, but it is. It really, I believe, is a way to create peace on earth. And so please, if you're not consuming hemp on a daily basis, whether you're eating hemp seeds, hemp seed oil, Wear it. Buy hemp clothing. Talk about hemp. Do something on a daily basis to raise the awareness about this incredible plant. Um, 
where did hemp begin? It's uh, it's truly an amazing plant. You guys might have already heard the history uh, of hemp, but what we're going to talk about is where is its origins? Where did it come from? Well, a long time ago, a planet in a star system was formed called Sirius, which is the brightest star in the night sky. It was also known colloquially as the dog star, reflecting its prominence in its constellation, Cannabis Major, which was known as Big Dog. The helical rising of Sirius marked the flooding of the Nile in ancient Egypt, and that was known as the dog days of summer for ancient Greeks, while the Polynesians it marked winter and was an important star for navigation around the Pacific Ocean. So this binary star system called Sirius was the most important star in the sky to the ancient Egyptians. The ancient Egyptian calendar was based on the rising of Sirius. It is established for certain that the Sirius star system was sometimes identified by the ancient Egyptians with their chief goddess Isis. And Sirius was astronomically the foundation of the Egyptian religious system. It was the embodiment of Isis, the wife and consort of the god Osiris, who appeared in the sky as Orion. The dog star is common is a is a common designation of Sirius throughout known history. We have about one minute left, it looks like. Is that true? Wow. Did we go by that fast? Um, Hampleware Radio, I am going to try to bring on my good buddy, Eric. Hold on one sec. We're going to go to a commercial, and we'll be right back, see if we can get him on the line. Have you visited BullCampWarehouse.com today? Discover dozens of BullCamp products for great prices. Hemp seeds for your salads and smoothies, custom-tailored hemp clothing for your profession, hemp fabrics, hemp foods, along with hemp body care goods, and tons of other great items. Visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today to get the best prices and a huge variety of healthy hemp goods for you and your family. Hemp protein, hemp oils, hemp yarn, hemp books, and raw hemp fibers. Connect with us today and tell us what your project is and how we can help integrate hemp seamlessly. Just visit BullCampWarehouse.com today. This is Hempaware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp. I believe our stream is about to be cut. Not sure what happened or if I'm being recorded, but we tried to get into the history of hemp. And uh, let's see if we can bring Eric on the line. Hey, Eric. Hey, how's it going? Good. Welcome to Hemp Aware Radio. I'm not sure if we're still recording. It looks like the session ended, but it was only 15 minutes long. I thought our radio station was 30 minutes. But if it's still airing, uh, let's um, let's get into a question here. I want to know, 
Um, what do you believe is, is one of the most monumental hemp history points to make, or how do you think hemp has been a, a monumental figure in our history as humanity? What are some of, some of the most uh, prominent points to, to point out about hemp in our history, in your mind? Well, hey, thanks, Tyler, for having me on. I'm really honored to be able to help share some uh, hemp inspiration for everyone and uh, get people um, empowered with the knowledge. Um, when I got empowered with the knowledge of the truth and I started listening to my gut more and seeing that things weren't always uh, going as they, people would say, in my mind, I, I had to question things more. And, and as I became aware of the plant uh, hemp, I was um, not sure the full benefit to mankind until it started looking more deeper. And uh, what it comes to find out, if, if you want to help the world, you have to um, consider what can do, what can, what can we use and what do we need, and, and you start learning about the world. And, and the history is just something you have to learn about to, to learn from from people's mistakes. And it uh, seems like a lot of cultures throughout history had used hemp, and I wasn't aware of um, the fact that it was basically an integral part until later on, but uh, in people coming to the, to the uh, place to eventually have their freedoms. Because um, what I found out is that leaders and rulers didn't want us to have hemp, and then I wondered why we couldn't have it now. And, and uh, it's definitely been a part of people's survival plans, and they had it grown for their food and shelter. So to me, uh, to see that people couldn't have this, it, it really uh, rubbed me the wrong way. And learning more about how that's basically why we're able to be free, because our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution was on hemp paper, it got me thinking that this is something that I need to follow further. One thing leads to another, and then you realize that um, – during uh, the Dark Ages, for instance, is one of my favorite uh, things that I learned in history is that people survived on uh, hemp seed and water, and they called it gruel, and it helped people during the Dark Ages. Wow. So anyway, that's Very really cool. That's really fascinating to me. I don't know how uh, people could have toughed it out, but hemp definitely could have helped lift their spirits. So, so, so. Hemp, has been, hemp has been a part of our culture since almost, the beginning of humanity. I mean, we've eaten with it, we've sheltered ourselves, clothed ourselves, and only recently has our, like you said, our leaders kind of wanted to uh, dumb down or control the population, and one of the ways of doing this, holding back this most valuable resource for us. And I just want to thank you, Eric, for being a hemptrepreneur and really empowering the world in such an awesome way. Hemp is... Uh, the world's most renewable resource as far as I know. And Eric is really just doing a great job of spreading the word about hemp and traveling around the world, showing people all the different uses of hemp. HempEverything.com is his website. We're working on a project together. We're not going to really go into it today, but I'm really excited to uh, to co-create with Eric so that we can create a paradigm shift on this planet and truly raise consciousness, inspire people to are fulfilling their dreams and our mission is to learn about what your visions what are your dreams what is it that you're doing in your life to make a difference on this planet because we want to know about it so that we can help integrate hemp into your projects whether you're a designer whether you're an artist whether you're an entrepreneur a health practitioner a speaker whatever it is that you're doing we guarantee it that there is a way to integrate hemp into your life We'll be right back and uh, ask Eric another question. We're just going to go to a short break. Mm-hmm. 
1645 A.D. We're going to jump up to the 1600s when hemp came over to North America. In 1619, Virginia makes hemp cultivation mandatory. So George Washington was a hemp farmer. Thomas Jefferson was a hemp farmer. Benjamin Franklin started one of America's first paper mills with cannabis. This allowed America to have a free colonial press without having to beg or justify paper and books from England. So this country was literally founded on hemp. The first draft of the Constitution was written on hemp paper. Betsy Ross made the first American flag out of hemp. In the late 1800s, before the Civil War, hemp was the second cash crop next to cotton. But while cotton could be processing by... uh, Uh, could be processed by machine, slaves were the only cost-effective way to separate the hemp fiber from the pulpy core that was used to make paper. When slavery ended after the war, the hemp industry went into decline, and in the late 1800s, paper makers such as the Hearst Corporation converted to tree-based pulp, as I mentioned before. It was easier to chop down a forest than to pay the laborers to process the hemp. However, it takes four acres of trees to produce one acre worth of hemp to make the same amount of paper. I will repeat that because it's so vital to the 97% of the old-growth forests that have been chopped down in North America. It was easier to chop down a forest than to pay for laborers to process the hemp because it didn't make sense to do all that processing, but now we can process hemp. We have the technology. It takes four acres of trees to produce one acre worth of hemp to make the same amount of paper, and it takes a generation to produce the trees, whereas it only takes a half a year to produce the hemp. This is a no-brainer, folks. Hemp is our future. Hemp is our present. So I told you about William Randolph Hearst in the 1930s in Pancho Villa. And I told you about the Constitution. But did I tell you that the USS Constitution, Old Ironsides, had 60,000 tons of hemp rigging? All of the sails were hemp. I mean, this is such an ingrained plant into the fabric of humanity and into American history. I'm going to bring Eric back on the line. Eric, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for having awesome. me on. Absolutely, bro. Um, so, go ahead. Did you want to say something? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about how uh, when they came up with the word marijuana and how they were uh, segregating blacks and whites and they had to find ways to keep up with their hating on the world and uh, they just thought that they could just add that one to the list since they were uh, weren't sharing their love. They thought they could get away with stuff. But then when... Uh, the media world came out more with the, uh, the television, and since uh, the new generations have all this technology, the history can't be suppressed. So I, I love to find uh, out about what they were trying to tell people in the magazines. And there's a, a the movie that everyone's probably heard of called Reefer Madness. It shows a good example of the hysteria they caused, and I recommend everyone mm-hmm. checking it out just so they can see exactly how they were spreading this and how obvious it is that it was just um, – part of their whole, you know, segregation campaign into separate. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we have just about two minutes left on today's station, 
if there was uh, one thing that you think, Eric, would literally transform this planet when it comes to hemp, when it comes to the legalization of hemp in the United States, Germany, France, Australia, uh, England, Spain, all these other countries are growing hemp legally and the United States isn't. Eric, what would you share with our listeners is the number one thing that people can do to raise awareness about hemp or to get uh, hemp legalized in the U.S.? In 30 seconds, what would you say is the best thing that they could do on a daily basis? You still there, Eric? I think we may have lost him. Uh, we are just about to finish up today's episode. We really appreciate you listening to Hemp Aware Radio. This is your host, Tyler Hemp. Tune in every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Get hemp-educated. Learn the history about hemp. We didn't quite finish up uh, Henry Ford's hemp car or the war, um, the Hemp for Victory campaign that was done. But um, check out hempaware.com today. Learn more about hemp. Let your representatives know what they can do. We appreciate your support. Hempaware.com, Bulk Hemp Warehouse for your supplies. And uh, we'll check, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in.